0: Today's episode is brought to us by Umbra's sunglasses. They are armless. They have a cord. They're amazing. I love mine. I can take them anywhere. They won't fall off while I mountain bike. And if you would like to get a pair, go to Instagram, find Umbra's, O-M-B-R-A-Z, send them a message, and they're giving away three free pair this month. Something else I like to take with me anywhere is a couple packs of CS Instant Coffee. If I can't drag along all my coffee equipment, I do have that option to have incredible coffee in the backcountry or anywhere I go. Go to csinstant.coffee and use the code ADVENTURE at checkout for a discount on their incredible instant coffee.
1: If you have an inkling to do something like a thru-hike, I would not discourage you one bit from it. I would say, heck, man, go for it. It's the best thing you will ever do. Um, But I just would love people to just kind of see that, like, yeah, you know, there's other sides of it, and and hopefully that we can all help each other get through it.
0: This is the Adventure Sports Podcast. Trying to help you find adventure every day in any stage of life. You're going to hear from explorers, adventurers, business owners... And anyone living their life a little more out of the box than usual. So today's episode is pretty long, and I'm just going to go ahead and tell you, I I rant a lot. It's uh, with Joe Jimenez. He was on the show over a year ago talking about financial planning. Um, And and I'm just going to tell you the story. After the interview, we get to, you know, we exchange numbers and we're texting back and forth. And uh, we realize that back in high school, I had actually gone over to Joe's house uh, to play basketball with some friends. And as soon as he said that, I I I had seen a picture of him because I looked up his Instagram. You know, when I I interview someone, obviously do a lot of research first. And as soon as he said that. Like I'm from uh, this area in Florida, he he, it was just unbelievable. I saw his face and thought, I know, I remember seeing you ten years ago in high school playing basketball in your backyard. We didn't stay in touch at all, of course, but uh, through the podcast and through through hiking, we reconnected. Just randomly and he ended up being on this show and we didn't realize any of this until after the interview it was really cool well anyway um joe recently did uh the pct which is the pacific crest trail he's done the appalachian trail and uh just things you know he had a really crazy year to say the least and you know we have definitely become friends um since discovering we were you know Really old friends from high school. But anyway, wanted him back on to talk about something he's going through right now, which is post-adventure depression. It's very, you know... Very real phenomenon. I, I definitely experienced it plenty of times, and um, but I just wanted to you know let everyone know we're going to be discussing depression. I have been you know uh, through a pretty long depression a few years ago that lasted a while. I've talked about it on the show before, um, but I, it, it is my opinion that it's good to talk about these things just so you know that you're not alone, and also uh, it's kind of inevitable for adventurers to experience something so high like a through hike or a cross-country bike trip or you know whatever climbing a mountain to feel lows afterwards and sometimes those lows can get pretty low and uh if you're going through something like that you know it's the holidays this is a you know a happy time of year but it's also you know physically outside it's very dark (laughs) very early and you know it's not always the happiest time of year for some people so if you're out there and you're not feeling you know just Great this time of year. I want you to know you're not alone. And, you know, there are people that uh, that love you and that want to listen to you. And that I encourage you to find people that uh, you can talk to about how you're feeling. Um, and so, uh, yeah, I don't mean to <laughs> end the year on something that with the depression in its name, uh, an episode with depression in its name, but it's the reality of a lot of us. And um, yeah, it's, it's just part of life. It's part of being an adventure. It's part of, Uh, For a lot of us, it's part of just living this life. It's going to be times where you go through something like this. So thank you so much, Joe, for talking about it. Thank you for letting me ramble, everyone, through this intro and through the episode. And a, a second announcement, we are going to be taking off for the next two weeks I uh, definitely need a break. Um, I work from home full-time and uh, watch our seven-month-old full-time and run this podcast uh, solo. So it it is a lot of work. (laughs) So we're uh, traveling, and so we're going to just take off the next two weeks and start off the new year fresh on Monday, January 6th. So yeah, look forward to seeing y'all in two weeks. Enjoy time with your family. Uh, listen to some old episodes. We I recently released all the previous episodes on uh, iTunes, uh, Apple Podcast, everywhere. So you can go back. It's not just the most recent 100 anymore. It's every single episode, uh, nearly 600 episodes now. So go check them out. Enjoy your holidays. Do something fun. Yeah, get out there and have some fun. And thank you again for allowing me to go a little longer on this intro and on this episode. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year or whatever it is you celebrate, enjoy it, whatever it is. All right, get out there and have some fun. All right, folks, welcome to the show. Uh, Today we're talking to Joe Jimenez. And if you don't, or if you have a good memory, he was on episode 443 talking about financial planning for a life of adventure. Um, and that was November 16th, 2018. So it's been over a year, but, uh, Joe, welcome to the show. Thanks Mason. Uh, I'm happy to be back. Yeah, man. You've had a, and you've had a heck of a year since we talked, um, <laughs> to say the least, you know, it's, it's good and bad and just, you know, lots of life has happened to you in the last year.
1: Yes, sir, man. So 2019 will forever go down in history as just one of the most memorable years I've ever had. I mean, I can't imagine a more epic year.
0: Dang, man! So, so you know, we were, I'm, I, people heard it in the intro, but I, I mentioned that you you did the PCT this past year. Um, but you know, what 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 comes to mind for you when you think about in 2019?
1: Oh man, it was just a it's a definitely a year of transition uh this the beginning of this year, my wife and i she's she 's a wedding planner, and we we attended a wedding show in montana and we We did really well at the show, booked a handful of weddings and we just after a long time of planning and talking about it and just trying to just sitting down and talking about what we wanted to do in life, we just decided that we were going to make a grand move to Montana just outside Glacier National Park. And, uh, that was just the start of this year. And, uh, after making that decision to move to Montana, I decided to actually hike the Continental Divide Trail. And that's where, that's where it all begins this April. I just set off to do that hike. And I was just, I had in mind that, uh, just walking to where we were going to move to was going to be, I thought I just had all the uh, romantic and all the, you know, all the just epic Epic ideas of having this uh, big journey, and I, I just I was I had that in my mind when I set out to to do this hike, and that's kind of where it all began this year.
0: Yeah, but that didn't that didn't go as planned, right? No, sir. No, I, I yeah, got. to so what happened?
1: Yeah, so I started hiking. Everything was great, man. You know, as you know, I, I hiked the Appalachian Trail in 2012, so I, I already had. This is my second long distance trail, so I already felt dialed in, as we say. I felt like I I knew what I was doing. I was in my in my happy place. I was, you know, I was just having a great time, just met some good people on the trail and I started hiking in New Mexico. The 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 weather was perfect, uh, my gear was just just perfect, you know, I just had everything all just perfectly planned out and I got through New Mexico, nothing major, no major issues, just just continuing um just living my best life out there on the CDT. And then I got into Colorado and as you know, <laughs> living in Colorado, you know, this year was a grand snow year, oh, yeah. historic historic snow year. And that, I quickly found out that it was, it was just that, well, I experienced uh, just a very high avalanche danger. Um, so I, I was hiking with one guy at the time. So we made it into Colorado and I, I had been hiking with this guy from France. He actually lived in uh, Chamonix. So he was very well versed in skiing and he was actually ski touring through Colorado and through all the snow sections. While you're trying to through hike. (laughs) Correct. Yeah, exactly. We became buds. We were, yeah, we were the best pals ever and I, I actually did have snowshoes, so I wasn't necessarily just out there walking, but, you know, trying to stay with us, stay together with someone who's on skis while you're on snowshoes, as you can imagine, that is just not possible. So basically, you know, we stayed together for a couple of weeks and we quickly, I mean, it quickly became clear that, you know, this is just, it, we, we couldn't stay together. And, and as you know, on the CDT, there's a lot less people on the trail. So it's not like yeah. there's, you know, like some of the other trails are a bit more, they're a bit more well trafficked. So there's big groups everywhere. You can find people around you. I mean, there was a good solid, I would say a little over two weeks that we didn't see anybody but each other. So, and at the same time. What was
0: that like for you? Was that hard to deal with? because you came from you know the AT which i assume would be a lot busier.
1: Yeah, it's definitely a lot busier. I actually i enjoyed it, you know, in retrospect. I didn't i didn't realize just the the nature of how remote it was. I think cuz we had our, i think if i was alone, i would have you know, it would have affected me a lot more. But we we had we we had each other's company. So i definitely think that did help me because it didn't give me the opportunity to just to realize like if i didn't have him Uh, There was a couple of times where we we got split up and I mean, it 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 definitely felt pretty lonely out there, but you know, I tend to like, I I do like the solitude on the trails. So some people might, that might've, they might not have liked it as much as, as I did, but I did enjoy it. I I did like just having, it felt like we had the whole trail to ourselves. And, but at the same time, I didn't want to, his dream was to ski, ski through Colorado, Colorado, and I didn't want to mess up his adventure. And I knew that was a big goal for him. So, I mean, it was, we just made the decision. And when I got to Pagosa Springs, Colorado, I just, or, or before, you know, before I'd gotten there, I realized, you know, I, I don't, I don't think I'm going to be able to continue. Um, so that's a kind of my, <laughs> then I, uh, that's
0: when I decided to jump to the PCT. I know it sounds crazy. Yeah. So I guess the PCT just didn't have as, as much snow.
1: Yeah. Well. I, you know, you know, you're familiar with the Triple Crown, uh, with AT, CDT, and PCT, and
0: mm-hmm. I
1: had, I, I knew I, I had an inkling to do all three and one day become a triple crowner. So part of my reasoning for, for uh, jumping ship from the CDT is just knowing that I, I would be able to come back, and, and I knew at some point I would want to hike the PCT as well, and the reason for choosing to start over, and I, I started back at the border of Mexico and California was because I knew that starting
0: (laughs) that's so difficult.
1: (laughs) Yeah. It was mid May at the time. So I knew that starting that, I mean, that's considered a kind of a late start. Mm -hmm. So I knew I already had my trail legs and you know, I could start in, even though it was the end towards the end of May It was it was hot, but by the time my my basically my plan was by the time I got to the Sierra, which is your higher in elevation, and there there definitely is a lot of snow, and there was a lot of snow this year. Um, I just it would one, maybe potentially have melted a lot of it would have melted away by that point. And two, I mean just in general, it just it still wasn't it wouldn't have been as um as snowed out as the CDT because one thing about the PCT is that even when you're in the high snow areas, you you go up and do a pass and then you kind of hike back down into a valley so you're always at least even at the highest you know like in in summer even though a lot of the passes are filled with snow and you have to climb and you know do a lot of snow travel it you at least can find dry ground to camp on and you can you know th- there's a lot of opportunities to 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 be out of the snow on the CDT you kind of stay up in elevation so every single night you're camping on top of snow And, and the CDT kind of follows more, it kind of traverses a bit more, it stays up high. So you're kind of more susceptible to the avalanche risk. So there's, there's less of that on the PCT. So that was kind of my rationale for jumping on the PCT.
0: And, and how did it go for you? How did the PCT turn out?
1: Oh man, you know, at first, like I just started on the trail and I mean, honestly, I felt like just a pure stud, you know, (laughs) like had my, were you just like uh, passing people left and right? I don't, you know, I don't. want, to,
0: Kind of, but I don't want to make it sound like I was just, you know, blowing by people. You know, well, like you I, know, if people don't know you, you're you you're you look like you're in really good shape, and you like you said, you had your trail legs, and you're incredibly, you know, yeah. I, I mean, are you considered ultralight? So you, you you add all those together, you're you're a speed demon. Sure. Man. Yeah,
1: this was I mean to, in my opinion everything that came like what got me to the PCT like I already had my one through hiking experience and then I had my my 900 miles on the CDT that helped build my legs. So, I mean I really felt like I was at my peak performance level. You know what I mean? And what I loved about that was that yeah, you you're right about that. I did get to see meet a lot of people because I mean from day 1 you know, I understand that a lot of people they're you know, they're starting the PCT and and perhaps this is their first long distance trip. So, you know, they they they're still kind of like learning how to use all their gear and learning how, you know, how to deal with things and, you know, getting used to sleeping outside. But so to, for comparison, you know, I had already spent almost a month and a half already Through hiking and backpacking, you know what I mean. So it was a very easy transition for me. For that, what I loved most about is that because I did have the legs, I was able to, you know, I, I would come across like many groups. You know, I would pass a lot of different people, and and then also just be able to camp. I was, I mean, I found myself camping with a different set of people or different a different person almost every night at the beginning because I was able to do the longer mileage, and then. But because of that, there was also a negative side to that is that, you know, I mean, I I was kind of limited at the, my time frame was limited because I was starting so late. So I did I did have to put in the miles if I did want to complete the trail. So uh, it was it was good and bad. But uh, I was actually I looked it was more positive for me just the fact that I got to meet so many people. And and I do enjoy talking to everyone that I meet along the trail. So it was just fun to just be able to uh, just just meet so many new faces on the PCT. Oh,
0: I imagine, man. That's if I could do any of the three, I feel like I would want to do that one.
1: I I would say that's I, I tell people if they if they're only if they think they might want to do a thru hike and they think they might only be able to do one or want to do one, I would honestly I, I would say the PCT is a great is a great option. It has all the elements of the AT uh, with you know like social aspect. There there's there is quite a lot of people on the trail, so if you want to see meet other hikers and experience that, you kind of get that aspect of it. Um, and it has, it's a good length, 2,600 miles. It's not quite as long as the CDT, but a little longer than the AT. And then I I like it because it also, I would say it's a little bit more mellow. You know, the AT kind of takes every peak. Now, while the AT is not as high in elevation, I mean, every single climb, they call them puds, pointless ups and downs. There's a lot (laughs) of puds on that. Yeah. It's kind of a trail term but there's not a lot of, I mean, there's not so many puds on the PCT. So it's, it's just a really enjoyable trail. You know, like I said, it's, I mean, it's not, it's not unheard of to just average 30 miles a day. I mean, that's not even, that's really just, it's not even just, that's just waking up early or just waking up with the sun, having just full days of just staying moving. And that's pretty much it. I mean, you're not racing or anything. You're not, you're not running, you're not doing anything too crazy. I mean, that's even with breaks. Like, I mean, my average, like, I just want to make it clear, you know, I was like, I I was averaging big miles, but it was just, it just was, it's a great trail to, if you want to just go ahead and see what you can do, what you're capable of. I love it. And that's one of the reasons why I really enjoyed, really enjoyed my time there, out there.
0: That's awesome. sounds incredible. And and now, I was going to ask, was being out there that long hard on your marriage?
1: No, no, I would say I... To answer that, you know, very truthfully, like my wife, I I tell people all the time, I'm 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 so grateful for my wife, and in, in that she she is not one to particularly care to spend six months in the woods and rarely shower, right, and and sleep on a eighth inch foam pad. <laughs> I mean, it, when I when I say this out loud, I think like, wow, maybe she is the maybe she is the smart one, and I'm the, really the one that's <laughs> the crazy one so so totally well still it. hiking yeah it's not it's not really her thing if i could say it that way it's not really her thing but what i what she is is that she's very supportive uh about these things and, and she understands she listens to me and she she gets that this is a part of my life that you know after hiking the at i i realized i may want to kind of incorporate this into into my life you know i realized the joy of of long distance hiking and the joy of the outdoors and she definitely does uh, enjoy taking trips and everything, but the, the, the longer type trips are, are not really her, her thing. So, um, it definitely, we did def, I, now, like, I mean, I guess with the, the way that it's so easy to stay connected, you know, it's really not as, you know, obviously it's all, it's all virtual. You know, we, we FaceTime and we stay in touch over the phone. It's not the same as, you know, physically being together, but, um, it is a little harder, but I think, we make it work, you know, it's, I think, um, she realizes just how passionate I am about being out on the trail and how happy it makes me. So I think that, that we kind of incorporate that into our, into our life. And then when I come back, I, I do my best to show her just how grateful I am for her support. And the fact that she, she just, you know, just is, is, is okay with, uh, me being gone for an extended amount of time, um, doing something I love so much. So, you know, that's kind of, that's kind of, you know where we're at with that and and it's not something that you know I can see myself I, I don't I in my opinion I don't think it's necessarily healthy to you know peace out every summer you know <laughs> say bye wife you know I'll see you in 5 months like maybe <laughs> right, that right might, at least for us it might not be the right thing for me to do but um I, I do realize I have the resp- you know the resp- certain responsibilities um and uh, I think that though just knowing that I have a wife that if we sit down and communicate about these things that I'm just very grateful that she, she's uh cool with it. So I think overall it was, it was a, it was a great thing.
0: You guys were planning to, you were hiking North essentially to your, to your new home in Montana originally. Um, but you got moved to the CD or to the PCT um, due to weather, due to snow. And was that still the plan all the way through to, to finish and then make your way back to Montana?
1: Pretty much. Yeah. I kind of, it was a crazy goal I had in mind. And at the end of the day, I I just thought, well, Hey, if you know, I'll I'll get as far as I can. And you know, if I can't finish the trail, it's as they say, it's a really popular saying it's it's not necessarily about the destination, you know, it's about the journey. And I really believe in that. I think there's a lot of truth to that. It's about just what, you know, what you're able to experience because, you know, some people might ask, well, why didn't you just kind of, you know, stay on the CDT and finish that through or just kind of, and kind of just see what, you know, how far you could get with that and just not, but, um, mainly it was because they were expecting, they were calling for bad weather for like the next two weeks. So I was even going to have to sit around on the CDT for, you know, for a couple of weeks or so. And and I didn't want to put myself in an unsafe, you know, unsafe position. So the the PCT was a little bit more enjoyable. It was more fun. (laughs) You know, the weather was a bit more stable and I knew that uh, I could just go a lot longer and, and, and just cover more mileage. And and, th- and that's what I like, you know. So, yeah, that was kind of the intention I was supposed to finish up in Montana. I was actually supposed to finish up towards the end of summer and help Katie out with a few weddings in Montana that we had scheduled for this summer. And I was as- actually um, supposed to attend her, her brother's uh, – actually, Katie's uh, – her brother – my brother-in-law's wedding in Montana.
0: Wow. And then – yeah, and then just uh, actually, up so with your with your trekking. Yeah, poles I was just gonna say what's up. Exactly,
1: pretty <laughs> beard and all, you know. Just maybe, <laughs> I just was gonna, yeah. I just made sure I just was showered up and you know. But yeah, essentially that was the goal. I was gonna go and and uh yeah, just do as much as I could on the PCT and then uh come to Montana and then just leave off. Just kind of continue where we left off over there and kind of help Katie with the weddings and and then uh so I, I did kind of go through. Uh, when I made it to so California was perfect. Everything was a blast. Met some great people, and when I got on, you know, when I got onto when I, my first day making it to Ashland into Oregon, that's the basically that's the first major town in Oregon. I I got a call from Katie and actually uh, just received some really bad news. Um, my sister was was in the hospital and uh, she ended up uh, just and and at the end, um, it was a like a two and a half week battle and she actually passed away. So that's, you know, that's an, another layer of, uh, what makes this year so memorable, but, um, it's, uh, it's the reality, you know, and, and that kind of that, that experience right there just also helped to just, wow, just kind of shape this summer and, and shape my perspective on life and everything. And And to be honest, I'm still, I'm still kind of going through that, working that out and, and um, my goal is to, to talk about these things and kind of work it out. And hopefully, if somebody else is going through a similar similar situation, maybe uh, just knowing that other people are kind of going through tough times like this, that it might help them with their with their with their uh, struggles. So,
0: I know this is an ad, but this is actually how I feel. Ambra's sunglasses are amazing. They're armless and they just have a cord that connects the frame around your head. And my son can't pull them off my head like he pulls my other sunglasses off. They won Backpackers Magazine gear editors gear choice of the year. They plant 20 trees for every pair they sell. And honestly, guys, I, I wear them every day. I take them everywhere I go. I just wore them cycling the other day on a long trip. It was they just perform great. I love that there's no arms on them. I slip them in the pocket of my shirt or in my pants. I don't have to worry about breaking them. Fantastic glasses. I don't have to worry about them coming off if I'm wrestling around with my son or playing with my dogs. Uh, I, I really do enjoy them. Enjoy them, and I'm going to be buying more for myself for the foreseeable future. I mean, they're just, they've totally changed the way I look at sunglasses. You can check them out too at ombras.com, O-M-B-R-A-Z.com. They make a great Christmas gift. I know you can't always make coffee the way you want to in a lot of the places that we go, you know, in the back country or on top of a mountain somewhere, but the good news is there is a great option for coffee in the back country and it's CS instant coffee they make big pouches that fill you know 20 ounce containers with fresh coffee just put some hot water in there and you're good to go or put cold water in there and then you can have some cold brew they use 100 compostable packaging so just in case you dropped it please don't but if you did it's going to biodegrade into the ground. It's great for backcountry travel or any time you just don't feel like breaking out the coffee maker, or the French press, or whatever. I actually use them all the time just in my house when I don't feel like making a big pot of coffee. So check them out at csinstant.coffee and use the code adventure at checkout to get a discount. So, you know, I, I know that, um, your sister's passing is obviously has, has had an effect on this post adventure depression, but, uh, you know, we both talked beforehand and we want to focus on, uh, uh, the depression itself rather than, um, the situation that, that happened during your, your actual hike. And so, um, if you don't mind, we can just focus on that if, if that's all right with you.
1: Yeah, that's, that sounds good, Mason.
0: But yeah, man, I mean, you know, you get off the trail and, um, you know, what were you at that point? Were you excited about life afterwards or were you nervous about it? Like, how did you feel as you got closer to the end of the, the PCT itself?
1: Yeah, I think, uh, as I got closer to the end, I, I was, I was excited to be, to be finished and, you know, have this another, you know, another through hike you know, kind of in the books and I was just kind of feeling very, you know, there's a, there's a sense, it's, it's a bit of a bittersweet feeling where you feel the sense of accomplishment, right? Like, wow, I, you know, I did this. I feel, I feel so great. I, you know, you know, it just makes you feel really, really good about your, what you've been able to, to accomplish. And yeah, I can only imagine,
0: man, that's awesome.
1: Yeah. And I mean, in just this, just the amount, like this summer I hiked, it was, I think it ended up being roughly 3,500 miles. So, I mean, I think that's not, you know, a a number to, to, you know, just to kind of like laugh about Like it's, it's a decent amount of miles, but you know, at the same time, you know, while feeling so good about just this grand accomplishment, you know, then, you know, there's also the feeling of, okay, well, it's almost a feeling of, well, now what, you know? Um, I, I experienced this a little bit when I finished the the AT, and I think it was a little bit different in that when I finished the AT, I, I was younger. I was in my early twenties, and I hadn't uh, I, I just finished I had finished college, so I hadn't really started a uh, any. I, I really didn't start employment. I hadn't I hadn't started working on a, my career or, or anything like that. This year, I had uh, so after this this year, I had we had a little bit more things in place. You know, uh, we already had the, the goal of moving to Montana and everything is kind of set in place for that. We, we've already had some savings, some, you know, we, we have our RV paid off and everything. So it wasn't like I, I was, it was a different, uh, angle of why I was feeling a bit down, I guess. Cause after I finished the AT, was it more so like, oh my gosh, I gotta get off the trail. I gotta, you know, get a job. I I can't, you know, I gotta figure out what I want to do, do with my life. And I think there's some parallels there. At the very beginning, I felt a little bit like, "Okay, this is fine. I got things all figured out, and then I don't know. it's almost as if when I got home is kind of like you you really it starts to be a reality when you get home and you sit down, and then it's kind of like when you get into your routine, right like where you you just wake up every day and you're not waking up to walk thirty miles. you know um, and I don't know if that is where it stems from, you know the fact that I'm just not moving um as much as being on the trail. So that could be it. I'm not sure. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe you can comment on that if, you, if you've if you experienced something similar or if, you know, yeah. what you think.
0: I definitely think that's part of it. And, you know, I wanted to ask, when did you start sensing that this was, you were feeling depressed about, you know, post-adventure? Like how soon was it? Like the next day you got home or a few weeks? You know, like what was it for you?
1: I think it was, it's a little... Because after I got off the trail, uh, I met Katie back in Montana. And then we did this grand road trip, you know, back to Florida and everything.
0: Yep. And I saw you on that. So how did you feel then? I I think I was okay then still.
1: Because it's just like you're, it's like almost like a distraction, right? Like I'm still, I'm still adventuring in a way, right? Like I I might not, yeah, you know, I might not be hiking every single day, but I'm out meeting new, seeing new faces. You know, we got to meet up for lunch and, and have, you know, have a good, talk. And, and, you know, we, we meet other friends along the way and you're still road tripping. You're still, it's almost like the sense of adventure and you're, you're looking out the window on the drive and seeing, you know, all these different things and sleeping at a different place. It's almost like it's still, it's, it's almost a continuation of the journey. You know what I mean?
0: There's a lot of elements that are very similar, you know, like you're not knowing where you're going to end up or how far you'll go or where you'll sleep. And, and it's definitely exactly. not normal like in the sense of waking up in a house every day. So I totally get how that's like, that very much feels like a bike trip in a lot of ways. Cause it's on the road mostly, but you know, you're mm-hmm. driving something, but I can totally see how you would still feel really great about that experience.
1: Exactly. So we had that road trip. So that helped to kind of just, make me almost distract me from this feeling. And then, uh, after that, we, we, we had a little bit of time back at home, but still we were planning for, and we took a, a crazy trip, um, to a very sh- kind of a whirlwind trip to Hawaii. It was, uh, my grandparents anniversary and also Katie's 30th birthday. So we had that trip planned. So again, still it, it goes back to just, we, we had something else to, to do something adventurous. And even, so I was like, again not really thinking too much about it and then i, I guess i would say is, is when i finally got back from that trip and kind of just had nothing on the books you know just i it was just at home yeah. going to sleep every night in my bed uh in our in our bed my you know the, the bed that we sleep in every night and then just kind of like waking up in my in the same environment every day i think that's if, if i could if i could if i'm remembering correctly that's when it really started to set in
0: hmm yeah, man. And and I'm not going to sit here and like try to diagnose or, or fix anything, of course, but you know, I, I've been, I've talked about it on this show. I've definitely dealt with post-adventure depression and, or, you know, depression in general. And, uh, it, you know, for, for years actually, and it's been, um, a huge challenge at times, but man, so I, I definitely can relate to a lot of this, but I can't say that I'm any sort of expert just, just as a disclosure, but, uh, but sure. you, you said you meant you, you felt this way on the AT before, but you were younger and maybe you were looking like, OK, my life's all my life's ahead of me. Um, mm-hmm. What I don't know. What was some of the feelings? What do you think? What What do you think part of it? The, the biggest part that brought you down? Was it the waking up in the same place every day or not having a goal in mind? Something like. Sure. That.
1: Yeah. I mean, if I had to try to understand this, I would say it's a combination of things. I mean, it's generally uh, those things, just the the lack of adventure. I think it's the lack of physical exertion. You know, I mean, I do take bike trips around here and go for trail runs and stuff like that. But I mean, it's it pales in comparison to, you know, what I was doing.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Your full-time job I, was literally just walking. It, exactly.
1: And so. <laughs> I, exactly. And I think it's a little bit of a sense of purpose. There's an aspect of that, like where... It's not like every day I was thinking, got to get to Canada, got to get to Canada. But you know, there's just like this kind of, kind of uh, this goal in the background in my head that just saying like, I'm just working towards something. And I, I kind of, it's a set defined goal that you're doing. So once you, you know, you finish that it, it back at like now at home, I don't necessarily have like a very definable goal, I would say, you know, like there's, there's different goals throughout the day, different career goals, different life goals, different all kinds of different goals, but it's just, I think the, the goal being so easy and definable, you know, on something like a through hike, I think for me, at least, I think that's what, um, I think that kind of, uh, holds me back. And then another thing that I, another aspect to it is, you know, kind of interactions, you know, daily interactions with people. Maybe you could relate to this where, you know, someone ever, you know, you get back from a trip at the same time, you have all your friends back at home or just even people you come into contact with and they they know that you went on a crazy hike right. from Mexico to Canada, right? And of course, they ask you, how was the trip, right? And it's kind of this feeling of they're asking you because they're supposed to ask you, and but it's yeah. like, yeah,
0: definitely.
1: you know, you know I, I, it's hard to explain, but it's almost as if, you know, you start to, it's like a something that all of us, through hikers and adventurers and long distance athletes, we do some crazy adventure. And if you ask me, oh my God, it's like the you want to sit down and talk talk about it for hours and hours. And you don't necessarily have that <laughs> opportunity or that or the time. And the people, they don't I, I I understand that they maybe this is not what they do, so they they might not necessarily be interested in a you know, big, long, drawn out, like it's, it's kind of hard to put it in a five second elevator speech of, you know, like, how was your trip? Oh, it was good. (laughs) You know, like that's, so I think it's to me that I struggle with that because I want to sit down and and tell people all about it, all about how I, oh my God, all the snow that I traveled through and how I got back on the trail and got stung by four yellow jackets and had an allergic reaction and battled through it and, you know, (laughs) and talk about how (laughs) I, (laughs) Yeah. Just how I climbed, you know, up to Mount Whitney, the highest peak. Like there's so much stuff I want to talk about and how it shaped me and changed me as a person and how I benefited from it. But I just, I can't do that. You know, it's just, it's the interactions I feel like in, in, in the world off trail are a little, they're short. They're, they're not as, they're not as, uh, they're a little bit more on the shallow side of things, I would say. And and I think that I, I struggle with that as well. So that's just me. I think other people might have other reasons for why they feel kind of a funk after the trail. But for me, those are the reasons why I feel this way.
0: And yeah, it's, you know, it, it, that's, uh, there's a writer I really like. We've actually had him on the show, show, Rolf Potts. And he's the first person I ever read that talked about that, that, that Experience that phenomenon when you go home after an an adventure. In, you know, you talk to all your buddies who have never left or people who have never done anything like that, and you it's extremely isolating. To you don't want to be pretentious and like oh you couldn't understand, but they you really can't understand unless you've gone through it. Just like someone with you know cancer, someone that you know has, has gone through any sort of experience, traumatic or positive you just can't understand mm-hmm. unless you go through it yourself. And so there is this connection or this disconnection based on the person you're talking to's either experience or lack thereof. I totally get it, man. That was very hard, especially, you know, you, everyone might not know this, but after the interview last year, Joe and I realized we had met in high school without <laughs> even uh, realizing it when we talked on the show, but we just were texting afterwards talking about stuff and, just happened to come up with you know where we were from, and uh, realized that we were like one town away from each other growing up. And I actually used to play basketball at your house growing up, which is just crazy to me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> to me, that was the most mind blowing thing that I ever learned. Yeah, that was crazy.
0: That was. I remember I was sitting on the toilet actually, and I was like, Emily, <laughs> come here. Wait, wait until I'm done. But this is crazy. <laughs>
1: Exactly. And that speaks to oh that's that's so funny. And I it speaks to like uh, I love what you said about just it's almost like it's hard to relate to people and and I think that Extremely. show that just goes to show yeah. you how small the world can be and some of the things that I do to try to help get through these things is find people, you know? I mean I, we always talk about how, oh, I love, you know, the trail is so great because everyone's not on social media all the time and you get to disconnect, you know, in a way from that. and But uh, in, in a way, there's a, there's a lot of positives to it in that some of the things that, like how I've been able to, I guess, cope with this is finding other people that have gone through this and, and just knowing that other people have done it. So, I mean, you have no idea how much it helps me just talking to you and just knowing Mason also went through this or you know, reaching out to some of my buddies that I met this summer on the PCT and say, Hey, how are you doing, man? You know, uh, did you, you know, how's it going? How How's it been since you've been off the trail? And I think for me that that kind of helps. So oh, like, especially absolutely. living in it, I live in an area where it's a little, there's not a lot of adventurers or, I mean, I'm from Florida and there's a lot of, it's a big retirement community. So there's not necessarily, you know, I'm not living in Boulder or some very adventurous, you know, uh, Tacoma, Washington or someplace where you have, you're surrounded by a bunch of, you know, adventurers and, and crazy outdoorsy people that you can kind of talk about this kind of stuff with. It's kind of hard to find people to relate to, but I think like the, the, the positive uh, to that is that we, we can find other people that kind of are going through or have gone through similar things that can kind of help you, help you understand it.
0: Absolutely. And I'm, I am mean, I'm glad you mentioned that. That's why I brought up, you know, we're from the same area. It is, there is nobody I know back home that can relate to any of these really, really long, really difficult adventures. And in a way, it's refreshing, but it really is extremely isolating. And there's Mm -hmm. no, you know, like you said, it's very, very few connections. The closest person that can relate is like 500 miles away, you know? So it's like, I mean, obviously I don't know. There's tons of people who have done adventures all over the place, but there definitely are places, like you said, that just have a higher concentration. There's more people that can relate. Um, And when you do find those people, yeah, it's, it's very important to stay in touch and to connect and, check in on each other because uh, I guarantee most of the people that you hiked the PCT with are going home to families or going back to places where they probably feel exactly how you do right now. And they think they're all sure. alone, you know? So it's extremely important to stay in touch and connect about that. But you know, right now, you know, being, you know, you're back in Florida for a little while. Um, is there anything right now that brings you joy like on a daily basis?
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, there's there's quite a bit. I don't want to, you know, to sound so dark and dreary. That, you know, <laughs>
0: Oh,
1: oh, woe is me. My life sucks. So you know, right. that's definitely not the case. You know, I have a lot of things that bring me joy. I'm just I'm so uh, happy and grateful to have a wife that, you know, is there supporting me and listens to me and I can talk to about some of these struggles. So that brings me joy. Um, honestly, something as simple as going for a bike ride. That brings me joy. You know, because just staying moving and and uh, yeah, just uh, staying active like that really helps. And and just again, just like talking with people, I think sometimes it's the smallest thing. Sometimes I'll reach out to a friend and that I kind of know is going through this, like I said. And and then just a, a little small interaction, small interaction with uh, with people that helps me. And then also just knowing that um for me personally, I know that I I already got through through this one time with the AT and knowing that there's, I mean, I have a lot of years left, a lot of adventures left, right. To experience knowing that, you know, I I know I have so much more life left and that, that brings me joy, just knowing that I finished the PCT, but there's still a lot of other trips that I know I will be doing. And that's kind of fun, you know, to think about. And that, that kind of brings me joy. I, I like to plan trips. And sometimes when I have just, just dreaming up random trips and stuff in my head that, that kind of, also helps me out too, and just just knowing that um, I just have a pretty pretty great support group. I mean that always helps. People are always are always um, you know, helping me to to kind of get through these kind of these times.
0: I it makes me wonder, you know, not saying that you know as an excuse or anything, but do do you think this is just part of the package with being an adventurer that you're just going <laughs> to deal with this after every not after every but after a lot of tr- really high, high trips where you're just, you know, in in euphoria for half of the experience that to come back, you're just, this is inevitable.
1: Sure, man. That, that kind of, as soon as you say that, it kind of, it makes me think about a quote that a friend, I just will remember this quote forever. A friend of mine, um, he actually worked for an outfitter shop that I used to get my gear from when I first started backpacking here in central Florida. But anyways, he's a, I, th- I want to say he's a two-time triple crowner. So he's well experienced with long distance hikes. And after the AT, I just, I, I just couldn't find anyone to talk to that could relate and everything. So I, I thought to go to him and I just asked him about it. I said, well, you know, do you, have you experienced this? Do you know what I'm going through? Like, is this normal? Is this not normal? And he, he said this one thing, he said, you ruined yourself in a good way, you know? And I thought there's a lot of truth, you know, I really like, I mean, it was kind of, I don't know if I should have been like, okay, great. Thanks for telling me that, you know, uh, because, but there's a lot of truth to what he said. It's like, you know, because we, I got to see, I got to experience something that very few people, um, get to experience, right? Like a journey just so epic and so grand. And uh, like you said, so euphoric that it's, it's, I got to see that side of things and I've opened my eyes to a different A different type of adventure and a different way of life and you know a certain lifestyle that is not considered normal (laughs) in in our in our culture and in our society. So so he so he said that he said you ruined yourself in a good way. So I really I like that quote. I think it it kind of comforts me because I know it's like I mean I think that's one of the things that yes I do agree with you that. It is part of the package, like you have to understand that you're doing something that is just so wild and so unconventional and so and just so out there that it just comes I think it's part of the territory. And I, and I don't think that I think everyone experiences it a little bit differently. Some people more so than others. Um, and some people they can do a through hike, get you know go right back and without missing a beat, you know. And um I, I envy I wish I was like yeah. that. But I think I fall more along the lines of, you know, someone that I think it's because like when I do these trips, I get so into it, you know, I love it so much. And I'm like, I'm really I I'm i I'm so enjoying myself. And people ask like, was it always was it ever hard? Like did you ever feel like quitting? Did you ever and I said, Yeah, I mean, I had my tough times, but I was well aware that while I was out there, they're like, No, man, like this is uh this is the best, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So I think be, yeah. because I like, I enjoy it so much, it, that's why I kind of, uh, you know, just experience this, this kind of down, this kind of downtime afterwards. Maybe that's why I guess.
0: Yeah. And, and you know, that's, that's a, that's a great quote that your friend told you because so many love people, it. you ruin yourself by succeeding at a really, really hard goal, like something that literally to do that, you can't, you can't half-ass it or you can't put, you know, 10% of your time into it. It literally has to become your life for it till it's complete. You can't, I mean, I guess you could go on and off the, the trail every other week and, and, and kind of split life, but that just logistically is a nightmare. But, you know, to do something like this and to do it well, you really do have to commit and seeing it all the way to the finish is like you said, something that Man, I guarantee just a less than 10% of people ever experience something like that. And so mm-hmm. it is kind of a badge of honor almost to say like, I completed this and now I feel a little aimless because that w- took so much of my time and energy. But knowing that you're the type of person that's going to set goals high like that and, and shoot for them and you know how to achieve them you know, I do hope that gives you hope to say, you know, once I, once I have some time and some perspective from this experience, I I will be ready to set another goal that will consume me for a while. And, you know, maybe it gives you comfort that it's a a, a cycle all over again.
1: I I appreciate you saying that. It's true. It's, I, I, I look forward to, I mean, it's not all doom and gloom, you know, like I, I generally like naturally I'm a, I'm an, naturally a happy person and that's why i guess also because it's kind of like it feeds itself right
0: for a while you know smiling joe
1: exactly smiling joe and this year i was mercury you know because i i don't know people say hey you make a good mercury you know because i was just had a big old smile all the time and just like having a great old time and and i think um just really like just knowing that I don't know. It's just knowing that life, it's kind of a metaphor for life almost even like, you know, I think it's, I don't know too many people that are just 100% happy all the time. Right. You know, I think, I think what we see, you know, when we see people, you know, we, and what we see on, on social media, we think you, you see other people's lives and you see like, oh wow, they, this person, they got their life together. They're always, they, they, they just seem perfect. Right. Like I wish I was like them. And I think also to an extent, like a lot of people see the so so I'm really happy we're having like a real just kind of like a just a real honest conversation about this stuff because I think with with the uh, social media becoming more prevalent on these trails and on you know a lot of these adventures, people are showing their a lot of the you know the pictures and their summit photos and their, you know, the, their photos at the end of the trail. And I think people see that's part of it. Maybe people that are wanting to get into this, wanting to do a long through hike and they say, wow, like, you know, they, they kind of long for that because they see all the positives to it. You see, you, you know, you can only take pictures on bright and sunny days cause you don't want to break your camera, <laughs> you know, on a that's rainy day, a really but, but you point. don't, <laughs> but you don't, you don't see like the fact that you were just like 14 days straight of just rain and your shoes never dried and you're, you know, then they freeze overnight. Like you don't see that. And I think it's a good, it's good to kind of just like, just realize that it's, you know, even on the trail, like it's a great experience and I would recommend it to everyone. But at the same time, you know, it's, there's, there's reality to it that it's not even out there, even it's like not all perfect. And, and, uh, you could do something so grand and so exciting and so amazing, but, um, there, it's not, you know, it's, there's other sides to it. Right. And so I think it's kind of, I think, you know, my goal would be to kind of help people see that side of it and see like, it's great. I, if you have an inkling to do something like a through hike, I would not discourage you one bit from it. I would say, heck man, go for it. It's the best thing you will ever do. Um, But I just would love people to just kind of see that like, yeah, you know, there's, there's other sides of it and, and hopefully that we can all help each other get through it. And that's why that's why I'm so happy that we're kind of able to talk about this so kind of yeah. openly and honestly. So,
0: yeah, I, I think this is the the title of a book, but my boss told me this the other day. Uh, you know the the obstacle is the way that you should go. Like the obstacle, we were talking about something. He goes, "Well, that obstacle is it's not a like a it's not a sign saying you shouldn't go that way. That is the way you're supposed to go. That's just something you're supposed to get over." And 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 kind of conquer. And I was like, huh, that's really interesting. Cause you know, we, we do spend a lot of time, I think avoiding really, really hard things. And obviously a through hike or any sort of adventure is not (laughs) easy, but you know, none of us do it for, um, none of us do these trips for happiness in the moment necessarily. Cause a lot of, you know, climbing 10,000 foot feet a day and doing 35 miles on foot is not, it's like, it's not real you know, you're not happy doing that all day. It's, it's like it's obviously type it's hard. two. Yeah, it's type two fun. It's very hard. It's it's exhausting. You're breathing heavy. Your heart's pounding. You're hungry. Your feet hurt. It's cold or whatever. Super hot. Like it's 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 kind of very uncomfortable most of the time. And I I think what I learned through mine is that you know this 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 depression or this post trip you know really lull you shouldn't avoid it, but really I've definitely learned to embrace those lows and say, man, there's a lot to learn here. Um, Let me just get through it and be mindful that it's going to pass and that, you know, I know who I am and and almost treat this as its own adventure. Like I'm going to get through this challenge too. This is like another little through hike or this is like another little adventure for me to get through and see what I'm made of in a way. And man, it's just been, I've definitely moved away, like you said, with, with social media. I don't, I don't want to, I don't want happiness and perfection to be the goal. I want it to, I don't know. It's, it's interesting. It's, you know, it's very interesting. You mentioned that the, the social media thing because I think we all do want to post our, our highlights because we're either proud of them or excited about them. But you know, I I don't intentionally do that, but I do that myself. You know, I look at my feed and it's like, Oh, it's all these great oh, yeah. pictures. <laughs> I know I know that I was mad at my wife that day. I know that she just cussed me. You know what I mean? I know that I was pissed off, or I was my knee was hurting, or whatever. I know when I took that picture, I was mad as hell, or really depressed, or whatever. But I, you know, and I'll share those things. Just it's, it's weird. I don't I don't mean to perpetuate it, but I but I do. You know.
1: Maybe we should start a new a new movement. A new trend where we're like posting negative parts about our lives all the and social
0: awful, m- all the awful days. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure so, somebody out there's oh, got to be doing it, man. That's that'd yeah, be awesome I, to see.
1: I and mean, then maybe it'll help us get through this all and work things through. Hey, you know, maybe we're onto something.
0: <laughs> that's that's what I'm saying, man. That's it's. There needs to be more of that for sure in today's world. You know, especially. Yeah. I I don't see how anyone you know looks at an adventure and thinks oh you know how wonderful that would be and not contemplate also how difficult it is i guess cuz when you have experience like we do you're like oh yeah that you're you're drawn to that challenge of it you know you're not sure. drawn to the, the the good days necessarily you look at those pictures and you see all the you see in between the lines like yeah there's it's going to be hell getting to that day but that's what you we were there for
1: yeah we're it's addictive right like i mean it's kind of like That's why you see the, there's, I don't know, there's some statistic that says like for now, you know, we're talking about through hiking. So it's like one, you either hike, you do one through hike or you do all three for the Triple Crown, right? There's not too many people that have done just two,
0: right? because yeah.
1: Yeah, and I don't know, you know, you you will have to like, we could do some research on that to see just how true that is. It's true. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we'll just, yep, you heard it here first on the Adventure Sports (laughs) Podcast. (laughs) It is definitely the truth. So, but uh, but it is true. Like you, well, you talk to people and you meet people on the. Uh, you either, you know, if, if they're if they're on their second trail, you talk to them. You know, you if you like, I'm on the PCT. Oh, hey, like, is this you know? You get to talk and you say, is this your first long hike? And they they either say yes or they you know you, you never hear hear someone just. On their second trail and and not intending to try to go for at least the triple crown, you know what I mean
0: that's a really good point i i I feel like everyone I've talked to that's done it that that definitely seems true to me yeah or i I meet other
1: people and whether it mean maybe it's not even a through hike maybe it's their first through hike, but they are doing a through hike now because they did a a really epic you know bike packing trip and then they they kind of gotten got the bug a little bit they saw how how much, how much it strengthens them, and how much they learned from it, and how much they enjoyed it, and how great of an experience it is. So they kind of, they, you know, I've seen people they just they crave that. I know, I don't know, no, definitely, I have. Like, I, I after I finished the AT, I mean, all the people you talk to, it's like you're already before you're finished with that 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 trip, you're already planning or just dreaming up the next one. You know, and I think there's a lot of there's a lot of truth to that that you know, it's, it's addictive and, and maybe that, that's another reason why it is a little hard coming off some of these adventures because you know, you, you, you're just wanting to do it again. You know, yeah. or you're wanting to, you're just, you know what I mean? It's like, you're just craving it some more. You're just that, that I don't know if it, it takes an addictive personality or some to, to want to do these kind of crazy, <laughs> insane long distance trips, but maybe, maybe so. I, I'm not sure.
0: Are you wanting to do another one right now? Oh yeah! Oh yeah! <laughs> uh, well, sure. Why not? Um, I like like is are does that still something that because a lot of times when you get depressed you just don't find joy in a lot of things or you don't really want to do the things you know you love. But for you, how you 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 don't feel that way?
1: I I I feel like I I mean I definitely have to i'm not ready right now to do anything like that so when you say if am I, I wanting to do one it's i just i'm picturing in in the future you know like maybe not anytime soon you know because i've just been gone for right
0: yeah, six
1: course, months so i got a lot of stuff that i want to take care of and kind of catch up on but yeah i can see myself totally doing another adventure you know i would hope that i, I don't know I, like i would hate to have to experience this kind of this kind of feeling again. So. But at the same time, I don't want to let the fear of feeling this deter me from doing something that I know I just love so much. D- does that make sense?
0: Yeah, Like definitely.
1: Like maybe, yeah, sure. Right now in the short term, I just, yeah, I feel bad. And half the time I barely want to get out of bed, right? You know what I mean? But mm-hmm. I know, I, I just, I think I take comfort in knowing that I, I know that I'm going to push through and I know that this is going to be temporary. I hope it's going to be temporary, you know? And, uh, I know that they, there's just plenty of plenty of life left and plenty of trips to take. Like I said earlier, and, and that, that, that's what kind of gets me through it. And so, yeah, so to answer your question, I, I would definitely love to do another trip. Maybe, maybe a bike packing trip is what's in my future. I'm not there sure. I hear a lot about that.
0: Go. There <laughs> you can do those. Yeah, they're quicker, you know what I mean? You do the trails quicker. Yeah. Um it's doable, a little more doable. Yeah, time now frame, with the a lot of times.
1: Yeah, with the with the move and the lifestyle with the life change, moving to Montana and stuff and trying to build uh our wedding business, wedding planning business over there, I know that, you know, it's very seasonal. So for me, um I know now that our summers people get married in Montana during the summer, of course, because it, the weather's a lot better for that. And, uh, so now I kind of have to just maybe, maybe like, so I'm, that's what kind of also excites me. What You know, I, I kind of remembered an answer to, to one of your other questions is that also kind of brings me a little bit of joy right now too, is just knowing that, you know, maybe now I'm going to get into peak bagging or climbing, right? Something that I can do, I think being for, for me, what makes me happy is just to think about that. I'm going to be closer to this environment, mm-hmm. closer to the mountains. Like now it's hard, you know, it's hard to really, look, to look outside my, my window and just not see, you know, just see flat.
0: I mean, I'm from there too. And gosh, it is a little bit, you feel so far away from, from the mountains.
1: Sure. And from someone who, for, for someone who loves it just so much, it's a little hard, you know, I don't want to like just spend my time, you know, just, I, I want to spend my time in a place that I, that I, I love and surround myself. So, I think uh, we're going to try it out. You know, this is new. You know, we'll listen to this maybe two years from now. And we tried Montana for a year. Maybe we're living somewhere now. You know, that's the thing that what the the adventure of life is that, you know, right now we think we we sort of have it all figured out. We're going to make this move. And if it works, that's amazing. But the cool thing is, is that, you know, we can always just kind of pivot again and try something else. So I think just the move, just sitting here talking about it right now is, making me feel just excited and you know happy and just just the thought of all the new opportunities that I'm going to have out west you know and all the new people I'm going to meet and all the new relationships I'm going to make and maybe all the 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 new trail running people I'll meet you know what I mean and just uh, hiking hiking buddies and another cool thing about it is living uh, so close to the uh, living so close to the continental divide trail is we're going to be I'm going to be I'm going to be right there so I'll be able to during my free time, even if I'm not doing a through hike that summer, if I can squeeze a couple of days or so, I can park myself at a trailhead, and uh, I can do some trail magic, right? And and just kind of just kind of continue to be be involved. I think it's important to just continue to be involved in these in these groups in these in this community. And I think the hiking community, and in general, our community, the you know the adventure sports community, I think it's a really good one. Um, I think people are very just very kind and um, just willing to help each other out. And I think that's what you what you see out there. And, and that's what those are my kind of people, you know, and I think living in closer to the mountains and being able to uh, just kind of give back, you know, right, for all the people that gave back to me, all the trail angels, all the people who provided trail magic, gave me rides like it brings me joy. Just the thought of being able to do that right now for someone that was in my shoes in the future. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. No, absolutely. That's that's. I will say, um, personally, I can't. You know, there's obviously I never want to say this is how you get through this, but personally, what one of the probably the biggest factor that that got me through that terrible bout with depression was taking the focus off myself and my story by helping other people, you know, whether that was volunteering or, you know, doing projects for people, it was really just focusing on other people's needs. First of all, made me realize how fortunate I was. And second, um, it was just a break from my own thoughts and my own obsessive, you know, like just like what was me mentality like i didn't want that mentality but it just seemed to be very evident during that time you know what i'm saying like i almost couldn't help it it was just kind of like my baseline and that consumed you yeah and to to fight that getting just the focus with new faces and, and getting you know telling you know showing helping other people go on adventures really and and giving advice, you know, literally going on Reddit and just helping answer people's questions or giving them peace about their upcoming adventure or something like that, anything. Just sure. helped tremendously. And uh, I don't know, my my old basketball coach in college said that he was like, the best way to get through something yourself is to get your, he would say, get your head out of your ass and go help other people. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, then you just, you don't have time to think about yourself and your problems. And, it, and for me, it was extremely true. Um, yeah. So I think that's just a great, thing to be excited about for your sake but I you know my, my my depression happened out here in Denver you know what I mean I like I had never been depressed before mm. and the whole experience like the whole quote season all happened right here in Denver um
1: that's interesting
0: closest to the mountain not closest to the mountains I've ever lived because I was like in the mountains in California for a while but pretty close you know what I mean a lot closer than Florida <laughs> and uh sure I think it was just I had just gotten married too, and we had just moved mm-hmm. to Denver, first city I'd ever lived in, big city, and mm-hmm. uh, gosh, it was just just a number of things. It was so weird, like I never expected it. But and you're you're moving out here. We're actually thinking about moving back to Florida soon. Shoot, man,
1: I'm making the wrong mis- I'm making the <laughs> no, wrong no 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 you are
0: not because because that's actually a big concern of mine. Is moving back is exactly everything you're talking about? Just feeling like what the hell have I done? You know what I mean? I'm back in Florida. Literally the opposite of the place I love, but um, also it's going to be like an adventure in itself. Just like, all right, can I do? Can I do this now? Can I be content sure. anywhere I go? And you know, I'm I'm ready to see if I can be. And if not, like you said, shoot, we spend a year or two there, or three, even, and say, yeah, we 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 can pivot again. We can go back out there. We can go mm-hmm. somewhere. We know we love the mountains, but maybe we didn't like Denver. You know, maybe it's just too busy. Let's go somewhere smaller, closer you know what I'm saying?
1: Sure. And that's what I I like to advocate for just being, being flexible, right. Mm -hmm. And being flexible and just knowing that. and, And it's kind of like what I learned on the trail and what we all go through is out there, like they tell you all the time when you're prepping for a long through hike or a long trip, it's like, you can plan all you want, make a notebook about where you're going to camp every night, and you know how many miles you're going to do. That's great. You could use that. You know, it's it's gonna it's gonna become very good fire kindling. You know, because it's like it's you're not. It's just you might as well throw that out. You might as well throw that in the fire right now, just because it just doesn't work that way. And and I think that's kind of like life is similar to that. And you have all these, like you said, like we can listen to this a year later and see and. Who knows where we're, we'll both be, right? It's like it's it's interesting to think about where you, you think you got it all figured out, you think you 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 know you have a good plan and things are just all all you know all straightened out, and then you you get there and you say, like, well, maybe this is not exactly what I thought it would be, right? Like so, and and I like to just stay like what I learned from the trail is just just keeping keeping yourself in a position where you're open to change, open to flexibility. Uh, it kind of goes back to the adventurous things. Like if you're willing to just kind of think outside the box and just, uh, just make a cha- make a bold move. And, and that's what like, I think through hiking has definitely helped me with like, like it's making something like moving across the country, not feel as, cause at least this time I'm driving, not walking, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you know? So it's like, it makes something as big as that. Like maybe somebody like other, you know, someone, not used to doing it as something as adventure that, that that's a huge crazy thing and don't get me wrong there we're still we're still definitely there's still a lot of uh unsurety with that like we're still scared there's a lot of things that we're but we're more willing to to face it because it kind of like when you do something like a through hike it just shows you like what you're you know just what what you can go through and how how really just how 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 you can just face adverse situations and, and kind of like get through it and I think that's like, it speaks to the positive thing about a thru-hike. You know, I I hate to, I don't want to make this whole episode seem like, Oh, don't go through hike the piece of cake. But, uh, so that's, I mean, it, it is a really cool thing and I'm, I'm excited to hear, you know, how your move works out and hopefully like it's everything that you guys need. And, and, and I think it's kind of also like, like the trail and living in the mountains. It's like we go through seasons, right? And, You try something or, you know, it's like you do this for a certain season and and then you you then the next season comes and you do something else. Right. Like, you know, you can't it's hard to continue doing the same thing throughout the year all the time, year after year. I mean, at least for me, for a lot of I think a lot of us outdoors uh, adventure types, a lot of us, um, you know, long, long distance. Uh, adventurers can relate to that. It's like, it's hard to do. I think that's why we're drawn to these sports is because every, you know, we, you go through seasons, you go through changes. And, and I think that's important to kind of be aware of, at least for me, um, that just, you can, you can constantly m- make changes and you know, mm. just experience different seasons. So
0: I like to look at that like analogy, like
1: just life as a season, like different seasons.
0: You know, that's good, man. Cause you know, it, Seasons really aren't that long. Like I realized like yeah. this is really the first time I've ever lived in like real seasons year round. And they do feel like it, it feels like forever. It's, every day is the same, you know, it's cold or it's getting colder or slowly warming up. And, but before mm-hmm. you know it, you know, there's a quote, I think it's CS Lewis. He's like, it's funny how every day, nothing seems to, you know, and every day seems the same, but when you look back, nothing's, nothing's the same. Everything's different now. And Mm -hmm. this slow change, it really, you know, the season is at its peak for like a month. And then it's like a month on either side of transitioning. And that's really not that much time. And so what's beautiful is like, we've been out here five years and it feels like a lifetime in a way. But I feel feel like I've gone through 20 seasons out here. Just I feel (laughs) like I've gone through iterations of myself like tons, like, oh, I'm so different than I was five years ago. And I think five years is not very long. I feel like I have really been here, like really lived and experienced this place. What You know, five more years somewhere else, I might hate it, but I can say, you Mm -hmm. know, it's going to go by fairly quickly and I'll be able to figure out like, okay, we didn't like this. Let's go somewhere else and spend the rest of our lives if we want to. Like you can spend... I don't know. It's just, it's funny how it that one, in one hand it seems to go by so quickly and the other, it doesn't like in it, like a through hike, you know, it, mm-hmm. every day you're just doing the same thing over and over. But yeah, before you know it, you're just in a totally different place. Like, you know, the South side of the PCT within a few hundred miles, you're totally out of the desert and in the Sierras. And it's just like, holy cow, how'd this happen? I'm just walking exactly. every day. It felt like yep. nothing was changing. And here I am in a totally different environment.
1: Yep. And then it goes back and then you wish, you know, while you're in the desert, it's so hot. You're just sitting there wishing like, oh my gosh, I can't, I can't wait to get into the Sierra because it's, yeah, it's going to feel nice and cool up there. And then you get there and then all the post holing and sun cups. And then you're saying, man, I wish I was back in the desert, you know? And so isn't that funny? The way that works is like, I think it goes to just kind of being, just being present, right? With what you're experiencing now, it's winter, right? And well, here in Florida, it's basically just still summer, but, uh,
0: yeah. <laughs> you know, but
1: it's like, it's easy to, it's easy to be in the season, right. And say, ah, oh, I wish it was back to summer. And then, you know, and then summer comes and then you have maybe rainy weather or hot temperatures and you're like, you know what, you know, it would be kind of cool to just not feel so hot. You know what I'm saying? So Absolutely. I think that's, that's kind of also kind of a cool thing to think about is just saying like, well, you know, just kind of take the seasons as they come and really just enjoy them for what they are man, didn't think we'd be so philosophical. (laughs) Look at us, look at us go the philosophical adventure sports podcast.
0: There we go. We're going to change the name. You know, I I talk to people all the time that are moving out to them or that, you know, they're like, oh, you live in Denver. That's awesome. I'd love to live there. And I tell them like, you know, guys, it's, it's overrated living exactly where you want to. I'm not saying you shouldn't. I'm really glad we have, but you, you, you don't really know what the experience will be like till you get there. I'm like, I, I, I'm i not like happier here. You know, I'm, I am closer to the mountains or we, we, my family is closer. Um, but a lot, we, you know, our, our I feel like our life is missing out on a lot of things like connection with family and some close friends that are not here. And, um, you know, it's expensive. There's lots of traffic. It's hard to connect with the community. You know, one thing with when you move places, like I've heard people say this a lot, you know, you move somewhere that's, there's a lot of people like you, like outdoorsy and um, Mm -hmm. educated, I've even heard. And, and, And people are just more closed off. You know, when I go home to the South, you know, everyone's a redneck, but like they are (laughs) There's like, everyone's like handing me like what beef jerky and fried fish and and like having me over. And it's like, wow, this is really community oriented. And it's just, it's awesome in a way, but there's also, you know, downsides to to their lifestyle. And it's just kind of some give and take. But um, I've learned, like you were just saying, like, just be present where you are with what you have and what you can do. If you're constantly looking at, you know, this next phase of how much better it's going to be and really your life is good where it is right now. Like, I don't know. I really feel you're just missing out on so much because anywhere you are, man, like even somewhere like Florida, like where you are right now, it is hugely underrated wild wilderness scene there. Like it, there's so oh, yeah. wild stuff going on in that place. And it, to me, it's like, wow, I just wish I'd have known that as a kid. Like I just didn't have the eye or the ears for that. Or to, to mm-hmm. care about it, but now when I go home, it's like this whole new perspective on the whole place, and it is exciting in a way. But um, I don't know. I, I I'm I'm going off in a tangent, man. I apologize. No, that's okay. I I love
1: I love talking about this, so it's it's all right with me. <laughs>
0: yeah. So you know, taking back to you know your story and and where you are right now, you know, you're looking forward to the move coming up um, to Montana, and that's going to be just awesome man i'm really ha- excited for you guys um you know we, I, I i know you're not maybe not in a position to share advice but it, you know any parting words for people who may be just feeling this way or maybe coming up on an adventure they're going on and, and kind of uncertain about it like i know it's a huge question but anything on your mind that you feel like sharing
1: no i would just say for for anybody just kind of after coming off of a big adventure trip or something like that, and they feel like they may be, maybe um, experiencing some kind of depression or anything like that, I would say like, just know that you're probably not the only one in reality. There's, a, you know, a good majority of the people do experience that. So I would just say to be encouraged in that and to, you know, I think it, what has helped me is finding people that can um, relate with you and try to find other people to talk to. And, um, But I, I, on the other side of things, I would last like to say that if you would like to take a trip and there's a lot holding you back, um, you're scared and you know, a lot of you're scared for the unknown, I would just encourage people to just to go for it, you know? And, and I will say through hiking is the best thing that I have ever completed in my life, you know, the best thing I've ever done. Um, and just, it's just shaped how I live today and shaped my experience and, and has put me in a position to to make the move to Montana, um, because it just changed the way I view life. So I would say through hiking is a very it's a ama- is an amazing thing to do. I would recommend it to everyone. And like I said, I mean, there's a lot of resources out there. Um, there's so many uh, great. People. I would just say talk to someone who has done it. You know, um, there's it's it's there with the way that it's so easy to stay connected with people. You know, I'd love to answer any questions regarding through hiking. And uh, if anybody has any uh, resources for me, you know, (laughs) I'm um, happy to uh, to explore those because, you know, we're all we're all kind of we're finding that Mason and I talking about this stuff. It's like we're all kind of going through similar situations, right? Sometimes you don't even realize that we can we can help each other out if we continue to stay together and keep the community, you know, keep just keep up with uh, with each other. And, and that's what I like to just tell people. So there's a lot of people, great people out there, people willing and that have gone through this stuff. So I would just say, don't be scared to just let it be, you know, let people know. Cause if people don't realize you're scared of something or depressed about something or, you know, have some issue, like how, how else can you get helped? You know? So I would just say yeah. it's important to talk about things with people that, that you care about that are willing to help.
0: Man, I'm so glad you said that, that, I totally forgot that that was probably the biggest thing that helped me was finding out I wasn't alone. And that took talking about it. Joe, man, I wish you the best of luck. And, you know, I, I know that you're a resilient person with lots of grit. Obviously, anyone that can do multiple through hikes is capable of really getting through anything in life. But, uh, you know, this is just another challenge for you to get through. And, and I'm excited to do an interview, you know, about your next adventure, honestly. All right, let's do it. Let's get get
1: that on the calendar.
0: You're always a a spot for you for an interview.
1: Perfect. Sounds good.
0: Thanks for joining us. And thanks for for being so open and honest. I know it's not always uh, easy to do that.
1: No worries, Mason. Anytime.
0: All right, man. All right, Mason. Yeah, talk Talk to you later. All right, bye. Bye. First of all,